slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. Gil Martin of Locked On Islanders here. The Islanders head to Columbus tonight to take on the Blue Jackets. We have a special crossover episode with Jay Forster of Locked On Blue Jackets. Join us for that special episode today on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Locked On Islanders, so glad you could join us today. And thanks for making Locked On Islanders your listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. The Islanders continue their C-opening 13-game road trip in Columbus, game four of that 13-game road trip tonight in Columbus. And with us today for a special crossover episode, Jay Forster of Locked On Blue Jackets. Jay, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Looking forward to this game tonight. And uh, let's start with a look at the Blue Jackets. And uh, first of all, you know, early season, what, what's your first impression of how your team is looking so far? Uh, pleasantly surprised, I think, is uh, is probably the, the best for it. Um, I have fully expected the Blue Jackets to be bad this season, and we have kind of surprised everyone, I think, with obviously that 8-2 win, in, uh, 8-2 win against Arizona. We beat Seattle in overtime. Uh, Last night's game against Detroit, I think, was a lot more how I thought the season was going to go. Uh, we got outshot, I think, 41 to 20-something, which is not great. Uh, ended up losing 4-1. Two of those were empty netters, and, I mean, this, so they didn't really count. So it was essentially a 2-1 loss. Um, but for the most part, I've been having fun. Like, the, the Detroit game aside, the Blue Jackets are fun to watch this season, which is kind of new and exciting um you know the the John Torella system was very defense heavy and not very exciting to watch sometimes so this new kind of young Blue Jackets team is is fun to watch yeah we make mistakes but it's exciting I'm having fun who are some of the players that have been pleasant surprises that are contributing so much to this good start that you've seen so far uh, I mean, the, the, so we have uh, Jacob Varacek from the Philadelphia Flyers. He's been uh, really strong to start the season and in preseason. Uh, Max Domi is someone that has really surprised me in kind of the early early goings. He had three points against Arizona. He had a goal and two assists. Uh, I thought he played pretty well against Seattle. Obviously, he's out for, I think, two to four weeks with a rib fracture, which is a shame because he just came back from kind of a pretty serious shoulder injury. Um, but he's someone that really surprised me. Obviously, he won't be a factor um, in tonight's game. But the the other the other player that has kind of been a, a pleasant surprise is uh, Igor Chinikov, who uh, played fantastically in the kind of prospect tournament that we did. He had six goals in three games, 
with the Blue Jackets prospects. Um, had a really strong preseason, I thought. Ended up playing in Cleveland in the AHL this weekend. Got called up when uh, Max Domi was injured and made his NHL debut Tuesday night. And I thought was one of the better Blue Jackets, which is not ideal considering he's only 20 and it's his NHL debut. He probably shouldn't be one of the most noticeable Blue Jackets on the team, but he's he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Talk to me a little bit about the goaltending situation. Obviously, a little different than last year. What what are we looking at and who do you expect will be in, in between the pipes tonight? Uh, I think it's probably going to be Merzlikens. Um Kopsala was fantastic against the, the Red Wings. Um, I think he made 39 of 41 saves uh, in, in his debut. But I think with the the contract situation this offseason, uh, obviously Muslikin signed a big extension. Uh, the Blue Jackets are clearly thinking he's the goaltender of the future. He's probably going to take the bulk of the start. So I think it's probably going to skew closer to a, a tandem than anything else. I would be surprised if either of them plays more than uh, more than 50 games. Uh, I think it's probably going to be pretty pretty close to a 50-50 split. Um, but yeah, the, the goaltending so far has really been the kind of the pride of, of Columbus. Obviously, Kopsala was really good in Detroit. Uh, I believe the team has a save percentage of like 0.955. And obviously, it's a pretty small sample size, only three games. But, uh, you know, uh, 36 of 38 saves against Arizona, uh, 24 of 25 against Seattle for Merzlikens. You know, it's that could be that could be the difference maker for Columbus, which is going to be fun. Um, I think Merzlikens has talked kind of a little bit about obviously with the the uh, passing of Matisse Kavlenics this off season, he's talked a lot about how he wants to win the Vesna this season, kind of in tribute for for his friend. So that's kind of he's basically. I think he's decided that the Blue Jackets are winning games, and they can come along if they want. But he's he's winning this game, which is which is always fun to watch. Absolutely. You mentioned Max Domi being out again. Where where do you feel the offense is coming from? Because you said it's been a pleasant surprise. Who's going to provide most of the offense for this Columbus team? Uh, I think Oliver Bjorkstrand is is one to watch. Uh, he's very kind of quietly turned into a star for this team. He's led the team in scoring the past couple of seasons. He's one of the... Uh, He's one of those players that the advanced stats guys love because his underlying metrics are surprisingly strong, even though uh, I think a lot of people are like, really, that guy? Like, they're super surprised when when I'm like, oh, yeah, he led the team in scoring. But he's very quietly turned into a phenomenal player. Um, he's, he's my pick for uh, who's going to lead this team in scoring, which I think might surprise a lot of people with Patrick Laine on the team. But Bjorkstrand is just such a such a dynamic, fun player. Uh, he's playing really well with Jack Roslovic and Gus Nyquist on that second line. Um, so yeah, he's he's a guy that I think is going to score a lot of goals. I think Lainey is going to score a lot of goals. I think he's going to have a real bounce back. Obviously, he scored that really good uh, overtime goal against Seattle. That was his first of the season. Um, so, you know, if we, if we can get 
30 goals out of Oliver Bjorkstrand and another 30 to 40 out of Patrick Lyonet. That's that's going to be a a breath of fresh air. Um, I think last season, Bjorkstrand led the team in goals with 21. And then the season before that, it was, I think, 21 as well, 21 or 22. So, you know, it's goals are hard to come by in Columbus. So having someone who can score 30 goals is going to be exciting. But Columbus has uh, kind of been scoring by committee. So far this season, there hasn't really been anyone that's been like, I'm going to score in every every game. Um, Boone Jenner's had a surprisingly strong start, but of the eight goals that were scored in uh, the season opener, I believe Bjorkstrand was the only one that had two goals. And so the other six goals were all different goal scorers. Uh, so I think we have eight or nine Blue Jackets that have got goals in the, in, in the minute. So... If they can keep doing that, then that's that's ideal. And how about the defense? You mentioned this is a defense first kind of a team. Uh, that is the strength of this team with the goaltending. Who do we have to look for? Uh, tell Islander fans a little bit about the defense of the Columbus Blue Jackets. I mean, the defense is basically a, a brand new look for for Columbus. Obviously, we lost Seth Jones in the trade uh, to Chicago. Uh, David Savard got traded to Tampa and is now with Montreal. Um, The five and six slots were kind of up for grabs. So we really only had Wierenski and uh, Vladislav Gavrikov, who is a really solid defensive uh, defenseman. Uh, And then everything else was kind of up in the air. So we got Adeboquist back from Chicago, who's looked pretty good so far. Jake Bean, we managed to flip uh, we got a second round pick from Chicago in the Seth Jones trade. So we managed to flip that, turn that into Jake Bean, who as well has been uh, a really kind of positive, pleasant surprise. Uh, he's very young. I think, I don't even think he's 21 yet. So he still, he makes mistakes, but like I'm willing to give young defensemen uh, the the benefit of the doubt because it's a tough position to play. Uh, he's playing with Zach which I think helps because that's someone who can cover mistakes of of their defensive partner um and yeah it's 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 weird it's it feels like it's a very defensive team but the the fact is the 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 blue jackets offense kind of comes from the defense is what i'm kind of learning in these early early goings um i've been joking on on twitter about how the the blue jackets defense is just five rovers and then Vladislav gavrikov <laughs> because I feel like I keep like looking down at my phone or looking away from the screen, and then I look up, and one of our defensemen is doing like figure of eight behind the uh, behind the offense the uh, the opponent's goal, which is not necessarily where you want your defenseman to be. Um, but it seems like it's working out for us okay so far. So, all right, we're going to take a little break. We'll turn the tables. Jay will ask me some questions about the Islanders, but first. Uh, we want to talk about Bet Online. We are back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today 
to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus, and that's free money to bet on at Bet Online from basketball, football, baseball, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. And again, I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So, uh, Jay, why don't you take it away and uh, ask any questions you have for your listeners about the New York Islanders? Yeah, I guess let's start with... um... The the newcomers, I feel like the, the Islanders are basically the same team as they were last season with a couple of additions and subtractions, but also we didn't play you guys last season. So it, it's been a minute since our two teams have faced off. So who's new, who's left? Uh, what what do the Islanders look like so far this, this season? Well, there aren't that many changes. Uh, the biggest two departures were Jordan Eberle, who went to the Kraken in the expansion draft. So there's a first-line winger that you're losing there. Uh, and then you had Nick Letty, who was the defenseman traded to Detroit for salary cap reasons. And I think Letty is the tougher one to replace just because he was the best skating defenseman that the Islanders had and the quarterback of the of the number one power play unit, and he led the team in assists last year. So a lot of the responsibilities that Letty had, they're going to Noah Dobson. Now Dobson is 20, 21 years old, uh, now starting his third season in the league, and we're not sure yet whether or not he's ready to take over that role and be you know a top four defenseman who can quarterback the power play. And if he is you know, that'll be good. If not, the Islanders may have to make a move uh, before the trade deadline to try to fill that kind of a role on their defense. And the the two new players, uh, Zach Parise added as a, as a free agent on the forward line. He's filled in on the third line right now. Uh, and then Zdeno Chara, who is uh, probably older than you and me combined, but uh, Big Z is, uh, is now playing defense and um, 44 years old, still going strong. And he is playing uh, with Noah Dobson most of the time uh, as the second pair defenseman. Uh, more of a defensive role at this stage of his career. But, but those are the two main newcomers right now. Yeah, I'd completely forgotten about uh, Zdeno Chara signing with the, with the Islanders. That's... That's such a, not necessarily a strange choice, but it feels like it's uh, um, a temporary stopgap to help Dobson develop. I agree with you. I, I think that's exactly what it is. They have a couple of younger defensemen who are right now in the AHL, uh, who I think are about a year, maybe two years away. And yeah, this probably is. Uh, very much a stopgap kind of a move. But it also, I think, is something that will help Dobson a lot because, you know, there is nothing Zdeno Chara hasn't seen in the National Hockey League. So, uh, and and ironically, you know, he was drafted by the Islanders, started his career with the Islanders way back. And, uh, you know, to sort of, I don't know if he'll finish it here, but 
to possibly finish his career here. There's a sort of symmetry to it, I guess. Yeah, it's it's nice and poetic. I do like when guys go home to the the teams either that they, that drafted them or the the teams that they played. You know, the the bulk of their career with. Um, in terms of the Islanders, though, I feel like you kind of have had the opposite start to the season that the Blue Jackets have. Uh, obviously, only one win in your first three games of the season. That's I was surprised when I looked up the the results so far because I feel like the Islanders, to me were one of the stronger teams in in the uh, Metropolitan Division. So what's, is it just s- slow start, rust? Is there something that you think needs to be changed to uh, kind of get the Islanders back to where they were last season? Well, I, I think there are a couple of factors. I think part of it is integrating uh, some new players in as far as, especially Chara, who looked very slow in the first couple of games and really, uh, didn't play well in the two losses that the team had. Uh, But the Islanders just weren't playing Islanders hockey. And, you know, the Islanders' strength has always been defense first, don't let the other team, you know, they they may give up 36 shots, but only four or five of them are really quality opportunities. And all of a sudden in the first two games, they were giving up a lot of quality opportunities Simeon Varlamov, their starting goaltender, is out with what they are describing as soreness. So uh, that tells us a lot. But uh, he hasn't played yet this season. And Ilya Sorokin was okay, I guess. I mean, I can't say he gave up a lot of soft goals, but he wasn't great in the first two games. Really played well uh, on Tuesday night against the Chicago Blackhawks and picked up the win in that game. And then I think Matt Martin... Uh, was injured and missed the first two games. And that fourth line, which the Islanders refer to as the identity line, uh, the chemistry among, you know, Casey Sezikis, Matt Martin, and Cal Clutterbuck, those guys are greater together than than the sum of their parts. So there's a chemistry thing. And when he was out of the lineup, they missed it. They missed that juice, that chemistry that, that that trio has. And... You know, all of a sudden he was back against Chicago, and I think it really did help the way, you know, the team responded to his presence and having that fourth line reunited. So a little atypical. They weren't playing solid defense and weren't getting the goaltending they usually get, but uh, looks like they are back on track. At least, you know, last last night, Tuesday night, they played very well, and especially the third period where they really blew what was a one nothing game wide open. Yeah, and it's the first time in the season that you've scored more than... Uh, oh, no, excuse me. You have actually a fair amount of goals so far this season. Um, I feel like Islanders' games are typically pretty low scoring. Uh, I was predicting a lot of frustrating 2-1, 3-1 losses uh, against the Islanders, but it looks like they've kind of been a little bit more wide open. Uh, you scored three goals against Carolina, four goals against Chicago. Who's Where's the offense coming from? Uh, in this Islanders team? Well, the the top line has been very productive when they've been together. And that top line, you know, Matthew Barzal is probably their most dynamic player. And then you have Anders Lee, who's coming back from an injury last year, missed the last, uh, he was injured in March and then missed the rest of the season. Uh, And then now Kyle Palmieri, who they acquired from New Jersey at the trade deadline last year, and he re-signed with the team. Now Lee 
missed last night's game with what they described as a non-COVID-related in- illness. You love how the Islanders give you so much information about their injuries. <laughs> that, that's Lou Lamarada all over, baby. Absolutely. That is Lou being Lou. But uh, so they said that Anders Lee is probable for tonight's game in Columbus as of uh, Wednesday. But again, we'll see. Uh, but that top line has clicked very well. And then Oliver Wallstrom had two goals against Chicago on Tuesday and eight shots on goal in that game. And Wallstrom is one of those guys where, you know, he's just getting into his second full season in the league. And if he takes that next step forward, that would really help the Islanders offensively. And, you know, he's on that third line with uh, Zach Parise uh, and Jean-Gabriel Pajot. So if they can get some good scoring from that third line, and they did Tuesday against Chicago, that could make a real big difference for the Islanders offensively. Yeah, I feel like the Islanders, again, is one of uh, one of those teams. You obviously have Matthew Bazal, who is a star in this league and someone who I think is probably in contention for Team Canada in the Olympics uh, in February this year or next year, I guess. Um, but the Islanders, to me, always feel like a depth team. And I think it comes from that fourth line that you mentioned of uh, Martin, Sezikas, and Clutterbuck, who I think have been a line in the NHL since I started paying attention. Uh, so I kind of started paying attention to the Islanders a little bit more in 2014, and I feel like they they are synonymous with, with Islanders hockey, which is strange for a fourth line, but I think it, it is always fun to, to watch those guys uh, play and I think yeah you're right the the identity line that's you you build from them up I think is is how how I always see the Islanders anyway well that just tells me the nickname really fits yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think in a minute we should talk about uh tonight's game because like I said earlier it's the first time our teams have played in a while. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head, but obviously we didn't play last season because we got stuck playing Tampa Bay a million times uh, <laughs> and you were in kind of the, the... You, got, you were basically in the Metro Division last season, I, I believe. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's... Although it's we added Boston and Buffalo teams. to that mix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we'll talk about the, the game in a minute. First, I feel like we should talk about rockauto.com because uh, with the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars, it's basically impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. You've got to endure pointless or intimidating questioning. You've got to wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer. They've got to choose the brand their warehouse happens to carry. You've got to wait for it to come in. You've got to pay for the labor. You've got to leave your car there. It's a whole big ordeal. Uh, so instead, you should stay home where you have computers with access to rockauto.com. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Uh, they are a family business. They've been serving customers online for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low, no matter if you are a do-it-yourself or a professional. They've got everything from uh, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, uh, even things like new carpet. If you could put it on or in your car or truck, rockauto.com probably sells it. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. 
right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com so i've been uh, on on locked on blue jackets i have been asking uh the the crossover guys uh and guests and whatnot for some predictions for for the game uh so so let, let's start off with that and then we can kind of talk a little bit about how we think the, the game is going to go so i want you to predict the final score of the game and also who is going to score the game winning goal okay uh i think the islanders will win four to two with an empty net goal at the end uh be a close game tight game defensive game most of the way and i'm going with brock nelson to get the game winner solid how about you solid yeah, I'm gonna. I'm also gonna guess the Islanders, uh, which is the first time I've bet against the Blue Jackets so far this season. But I think it's also gonna be the Islanders. I think it's gonna be three-one. Uh, and my pick for the game-winning goal is going to be. Um, let's predict uh, Anthony Beauvillier, who is. Uh, Kind of a, a low-key favorite of mine on the Islanders. I really like his game, so we'll we'll say that he's going to get a goal. Um, but yeah, how do you you mentioned tight a tight game, low scoring? Uh, that seems pretty par for the course for like a typical Islanders uh, game. And if the Blue Jackets play their game right, kind of the same thing. Um, but yeah, let's let's get into that a little bit. The Islanders obviously have not really played that style of hockey a lot this season i don't think um so hopefully they can kind of return to their barry trotz coached ways uh and how do you think how do you think they're gonna they're gonna do that well i think it it, it goes back to playing defense first and being smart in their own zone and and we saw more of that against chicago as the game went on and you know the thing about barry trotz uh he's not one to let problems linger for very long. I mean, he's been a successful coach in this league for a reason. And I anticipate he will tell his team, especially on the road, and you know, they're on a 13 game road trip to start this season until the new arena is ready. Keep it simple, get the puck out of the zone, keep the opposition on the perimeter and make sure your goalie can see the shots that he has to save and not allow those rebounds and deflections and second chance shots, which always get teams into trouble are we gonna see Sorokin tonight or yeah I would think Sorokin uh, unless Varlamov is ready I get the feeling Varlamov will be more ready for the weekend although if that changes obviously I'll uh, pass that information along via Twitter uh to uh Islanders fans as soon as I know it but yeah I think we see Sorokin uh one more time yeah honestly that feels that feels even more um, on on the Islanders' side because the Blue Jackets love to give young goalies uh, good games and they love to make young goalies look like Vesna candidates. <laughs> so um, I know last season, not necessarily a young goalie, but the I think we were playing the Detroit Red Wings who both of their starting goalies were injured. And so they played Calvin Pickard as their, star- as their starter that night who had not played in the NHL in an entire calendar year. He had been in Europe the previous season, and he, I think he got a shutout. 
Um, so the the Blue Jackets love to make life easy for backups and third string goalies and whatnot. So I would expect a, a decent game from from Sorokin. Um, but I also expect a decent game from Muslikins because you know as we mentioned earlier, goaltending has really been a strength of of this team. So I do feel like it is going to be a very uh, tight scoring game. I I think it probably is going to turn into uh, maybe one of those games where no one scores for the first two periods, and then <laughs> the, whoever scores the first goal in the third period is probably going to win the game. Uh, one of those right. types of games. So, and I think for both of these teams, and and tell me how you feel about this. I, I feel like goals will come off mistakes. There'll be you know, a turnover, a bad pass, a bad clearing attempt, uh, something off the forecheck where you cough up the puck and then, bam, uh, capitalize on the mistake and put it in the back of the net. Yeah, 100%. Especially with Columbus being such a young team on defense. Um, you know, Zach Krensky played like 27 minutes against Detroit on Tuesday, which is too much. Um, I have a whole rant saved up about how we should balance defensive time on ice uh more evenly but Wierenski played 27 minutes against against Detroit I don't want to see Wierenski playing 27 minutes again tonight um but that means we're gonna have younger guys getting more ice time uh I mentioned Jake Bean he's very young he still makes mistakes uh Adam Boquist as well uh who again I think benefits from playing with Vladislav Gavrikov who's very defensive minded and kind of lets it gives Boquist that room to make those mistakes but I do think that if there's a team that's going to take advantage of these defensive miscues between young defensemen, it does feel like the Islanders are that kind of team that will immediately jump on, like you say, a a failed clear or a miscue behind the net or uh, the puck bounces off someone's skate and goes in, you know, that feels like that's, those are the kind of goals we're going to see as opposed to kind of the, the highlight reel, Michigan or between the legs breakaway goals. <laughs> yeah, between these two teams, I think that is is much, much more likely. No question about it. No question about it. So any final thoughts before we wrap this up or um just I think this is gonna be a fun game. Uh like I say, it's been a while since we've seen the other team play. Uh I like the the Islanders style. I think it's uh, I know a lot of people say that it's boring, but I'm a big fan of low-scoring games, so uh, I'm I'm always happy with a two-one, a two-one game. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. It should be it should be, it'll be a fun game for me specifically. I don't know if it'll be a fun game for everyone, but I'm looking forward to it. As am I. I think, and it'll be great to to play Columbus and and you know to see all 31 other teams again after last year. Um, right. I was talking to. Um, Nolan of, of Locked on Red Wings about this. I'm so excited for like a meaningless January game against Vancouver this mm-hmm. season. Just because all all the games last season, because they were all in division, they were all four point games. And I'm so excited for like just a meaningless January game against a team that we only see twice a season. So even if you have to stay up very to watch it. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> so late. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll catch the the uh, the morning highlights of those ones. Yeah, I more than understand that. 
Well, Jay, thanks so much for doing this. It's been a real pleasure to to have you on the show, and, and best of luck to you and the Blue Jackets all season. Why don't you tell our listeners where they could find you on social media and uh, where they could find the Locked On Blue Jackets podcast? Yeah, sure. So uh, if you would like some yelling about the Blue Jackets kind of interspersed with uh, dog pictures or Star Wars opinions, then you can follow my personal Twitter over at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find the podcast uh, literally wherever you find Locked On Islanders. Uh, you can find Locked On Blue Jackets there. We are on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Jackets. And uh, yeah, that is even more yelling about the Blue Jackets, but in a slightly more professional and less unhinged way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sounds very good. I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We'll be back tomorrow with some key takes from this game and a preview of the upcoming weekend schedule. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms. That does it for this show today. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. Enjoy the game tonight. Thanks again to Jay for joining us. And of course, let's go Islanders.